There are some days we honestly believe it couldn't get any worse. And then there's other days we don't believe it will ever get better. But guess what? The hole is never too deep. You can and you will get out of it. I'm Amy, a life coach and personal growth mentor who happens to be the host of this podcast, Roots Change. Today is a very special episode. I get to sit down with Danelle Waller, CEO and founder of Coffee As You Are, and hear her story about that hole I mentioned and how she has used the lesson to really move forward and even inspire growth and hope in others. Sit back, relax. Know that the sound quality is going to go in and out. I'm sorry, it was a technological nightmare, but we pushed through. There's a ton of gems in what you're about to hear from Janelle, and I hope something here helps you. Danelle, thank you so much for giving us the time of day. I have been looking forward to talking to you ever since we shared 10 or 15 minutes together a few weeks ago. So why don't you start off by sharing with all of the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I um, I always get a little confused by this question because I feel like there's so many different aspects I could always come at this from. Like, do you want my cr- chronology? Do you want my faith life? Do you want my mental history life? Do you want, do you want my dating life like I'm gonna stop you there and tell you yes I'm I hate this question so I don't have to ask people this question but kind of I do but I'm right there with you and I think everybody listening probably resonates with what you're saying you're here to share a message with us and so when I'm asking you to share a little bit about yourself give us the give us the background (laughs) sure I just had to put that out there because there's always half a second even though I know I want to what I want to say there's always half a second of like wait is that what I'm saying let's see I was born in Wisconsin and at three years old um, my sister is 18 months old we moved to Alaska Um, my parents mostly did it because they wanted to get away from their in-laws both sets of their parents they didn't like living quite so close to them and, um, and then they really kind of embraced the kind of isolationist lifestyle in a really tiny town in Alaska. So I grew up there and I was homeschooled through seventh grade. So I only knew Christian friends. And in seventh grade, I went into public school and kids asked if I was new to the area because they'd never seen me before. <laughs> but I graduated from that tiny, tiny school and then went to the University of Wisconsin, which is super huge. I had no concept of how big it was going to be. Um, I also was the first one in my family to go to college. So I was ill-equipped to understand just things that people knew because their parents knew and things like that. And I did really badly. I was a really good student in high school, all through school, except in college, I just tanked. And so I took a leave um, before they kicked me out. (laughs) I was like, I got to get out and figure this out. So I took two years off and I traveled through Europe and I worked a ton and it was supposed to be a semester, but it ended up being two years. And then I went back, Um, but I always knew I was going back. So that was like not a fear of mine. I had some kind of 
little dips in depression through then, but just normal situational kinds of things. Um, but was always surrounded by friends who did not understand depression. So there was, and growing up in Alaska, the survivalist mentality is you just keep pushing through. Like you, you just have to like stay alive. So you don't have time to think about like mental health, emotions, whatever, like just suck it up. And like, let's just, let's not worry about that. So I always kind of thought there was something broken with me. And after I graduated from college, I spent a year working um, as an insurance salesperson, which was a job, but I didn't know what I wanted to do because I had an unusable degree in English and history and I didn't want to be a teacher. I knew that much. But then I moved to Oregon um, because a friend knew of a job with working with teens and college students um, for a church. And I loved that job. Um, but I also had no support system. And in college, I hadn't really learned how to build one either. It was it was really hard. Um, and so I just, I sunk into this depression and anxiety that was started situationally and then became major and chronic just because long-term will lead you into that. Your brain just gets used to it. And I got to a point where like I couldn't function. I was at a weekend retreat and it's supposed to be all happy and I cried all weekend half the sessions. I was I just didn't know what to do. So my friends convinced me to move back to Wisconsin. So I gave a 30 day notice and literally left in the middle of the night because it was like eight o'clock on December 15th. Um, and it was it was dark out. And it's like if I don't leave now, I won't be able to I won't be able to get up in the morning and do it. Like I have to just do it right now. So um, I got back to Wisconsin and it took me about six months to hit rock bottom. I thought I was already at rock bottom. Yeah, I hit rock bottom. I moved in with my mom because I couldn't work, so I couldn't pay rent anywhere. I sat in a chair um, basically for four months and watched Netflix, drank wine at night, and repeated. <laughs> like It was just this cycle every day. It was really hard. My grandfather died um, right about the that time. So I got to actually go up and stay with my grandmother um, and kind of teach her how to be a single person. But I was also super depressed. So that was an interesting thing. But the whole time I was in the chair, I knew that I wasn't going to be there forever. That tiny, tiny bit of hope that there was something else, like that this was going to be used and transformed for a greater purpose. Not super hopeful in the moment or helpful, but it was kind of enough to be like, all right, even if tomorrow's just as bad or worse than today, it's okay. And my mom really took care of me, um, made me dinner so that I would eat every day. And um, I got on a lot of medications and started therapy. It took two and a half years, but I started working part-time at Starbucks, which allowed me to transfer to a store in Oregon and come back because I just loved, I loved Oregon. Even though I didn't have this huge support system, I still had some friends here that I made. And, and in the past six years since I've been back, it's still been an uphill road. And I'm, I feel like just in the last like three years, I've really kind of like come into a high functioning. I'm off of almost all of my meds now. Um, my therapist said I graduated from therapy. (laughs) 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 And I still see her once in a while. That's huge. Right? That's a big deal though. When you get to the point when your therapist is like, I think you're doing well. I mean, I would think that is a pretty significant moment in your life. And you titled this episode because as my listeners who listen often know, I asked, I, when I invited everyone, I asked them if you could name the episode and name the piece of your story that you want to share, 
what would it be? And you chose the hole is never too deep. And you're already kind of taking us on that journey. So why don't you just keep digging in and tell us really what that means to you and what the message on your heart is that you really want to share. I always call it like the time in the chair, my time at my mom's house when I really thought like I was at rock bottom. And I've had times before that um, and moments since then too, where I was like, well, that's nothing. Like now I feel like I've hit rock bottom, but that was the most sustained kind of thing. But we always have these moments in life where we think there's no way you can climb out of this hole. There's no way to come out of it. There's no way, like, there's just no way. One of the things I've learned that I've had to do a lot of work on is some of the survivalist mentality from Alaska has done some damage (laughs) because it's all that like push through, ignore, 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 which is problematic. You can always come out of it. All you have to do is just keep going. And I think that that is, um, it may not feel like you're climbing out of the hole, but sometimes I feel like some of the ground at the bottom of the hole actually like, I don't know, fills up a little bit. And so you feel like you're still at the bottom, just waking up every day. And, you know, I had a friend tell me I had a bad day a couple of weeks ago and she's like, it's okay. Just curl up on the couch in a blanket, watch movies all day, give yourself some grace. And so I still practice some of those, like some of those things and knowing that because I have a day, a really bad day doesn't mean that I am a bad person. And that has been a big separation. But this, yeah, there, there is no hole too deep. No matter what you think the circumstances are, um, no matter how bad you think it is, it's never that bad. I love watching, I love watching like <laughs> rom-coms and reading like, I call it beach lit, but it's just like rom-com kind of books and stuff. And there's always that point in the story where there's some major misunderstanding. There's some major, something happens. And because the two people don't talk to each other and actually share their full point of view, there's this like painful separation and then a happy ending. Of course, that's the part I read it for. But, but I always get upset because I'm like, if you just talked about it, like it's such an easy thing. And so that's what I'm learning about is whenever I feel like I'm in a hole, if I share it with somebody, as hard as it is, as awkward as I feel doing it, as unsure as I am about their reaction, but I always choose someone who I know loves me. So I know that's their ultimate even if there's nothing else they can do but sit with you, we're so much stronger than we think we are. Um, One of my favorite sayings is, um, you survived 100% of your bad days so far. And when you think about that, you're like, oh, well, then I can survive this one. All right. I'll be honest. The first couple of years when I moved back to Oregon, I had a really hard time doing that Um, because I wasn't living with my mom anymore. So she couldn't see me every day. So there wasn't that she couldn't just pick up on things. It's a lot harder to pick up the phone and be like, I'm having a bad day and feel like that's the only thing you ever do. Like you never have a like a good news phone call. So I tend to be like, well, if I don't have good news, then I'm not going to share, which is also another bad thing. So I'm a got to figure it out yourself. This is part of the Alaska thing, right? Like if you live in the middle of nowhere and you cut your leg off, well, your foot off, you know, whatever. You have to figure out how to like, survive without seeing a doctor right away without an ambulance without this is a very extreme example I understand that (laughs) but I really like the dramatic so I um what I started doing actually was the first it was probably about a year and a half 
I went on YouTube and I researched because I was watching a lot of television and I was like, I might as well watch something good for me at the time, you know, like maybe that will help me out. So I started watching, oh my goodness, like how to be mentally strong, how to have joy. I just Googled these things and found YouTube podcast people who had guests on or who talked themselves about how to how to have resiliency. And so I kind of, I had these like words that I would look up. And so I would watch um, an hour before I went to bed every night. That was kind of my, I had an alarm on my phone. So I stopped watching TV and I would switch over to that. And it would be people who had come through stories. Um, One of my um, early favorites was David Goggins. And I don't know if you've heard of him. He wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me. And he has just an incredible, incredible story. He swears a lot. So you have to kind of, you know, well, okay I swear a lot too. Um, and he <laughs> just is, he's been named the toughest man on earth. He's done ultra marathons and all kinds of things. And, um, but he has this like mental toughness idea that you can callous your mind to pain and that pain is kind of, um, something we let happen to us, but we can actually train ourselves not to feel pain. And so that was kind of where I started. I was like, ooh, I like this concept. And so I just kind of pulled myself out by just watching YouTube videos. There's so much out there. There's so many people out there who have stories to share and have come through things or who are neurologists and psychologists and all these different people who can can share things um, in relatable ways. And so once I started doing that, I started to have a little bit more hope in myself. And I started to see that I heard repetitively that, you know, you have to let people into your life. You have to let them see more of your life. So living alone, it's real easy for me to have like a complete disaster of apartment and nobody knows that I like might live in a dive, which is an outward sign of bad things happening on the inside. And um, so one of the things is, like I try and invite my friends over because it holds me accountable to keep my apartment clean. So that was just kind of my first step. Um, and I think that if you don't have anybody around, it, that was an easy way for me to do it without having to share more. And it kind of built my confidence up to then make the phone calls to be like, hey, I am having a bad day. Or um, I would call my one friend and just be like, can I just come over and hang out with your kids? Because they are silly and like to have fun. And I, you know, spend a couple hours with them and I'm in a better mood. So yeah, I think there are definitely things you can do. The other thing I did was I, I'm a journaler. And so I'm, I journal through everything that's going on and that helps make me really self-aware. And so I will, you know, through YouTube videos or different things, I will, or my therapist, (laughs) I will make lists of like things that make me happy, things I can do that can like, help put me in a better mood or so I have these lists of things that will um that are a go-to list now I don't always feel comfortable doing all of them at any given time but there is like I have done the kind of like what works for me um and the the other thing is that um I make a point to try and have coffee dates so And I started this in college and I always say coffee in quotations because you can tea, whatever you want to do. I may or may not drink coffee. It's just like a coffee shop. Let's just get out into some other setting and chat so that I get out of my place. 
what happens for me is that if I if I stay in my apartment too long, if I watch really dramatic uh, dramatic dramas, um, kind of heavy shows, <clears throat> and and just kind of like stay in a circle, what happens instead of just like doing the same thing over and over, I actually like cycle down and or spiral down, um, and so in order to elevate my mood, I go on these binges of like, okay, I can only watch comedies now. Like I just can only watch things that make me laugh <laughs> and I need to get out and walk every day. So yeah, I just have been, I think the Alaska thing has made me like, all right, well, nobody's going to fix me. So I need to figure out ways to do this because to the second point, I don't want to stay like this. And I think that decision is what propelled me further than anything is it is a decision that I didn't want to stay like that I wanted to change so that makes perfect sense to me that you need to get out of your space Um, I'm really affected by imagery and I grew up my grandma was a huge part of my life and she brought me up uh, learning about Jesus and so be careful you know what you see and what you hear uh, is very real for me, uh, very far beyond behind any faith. It, there's just so much truth that like uh, what we absorb through our sense, senses has such a huge impact on us. And I'm very, I'm highly sensitive. And so things have a tendency to affect me in a positive or not so positive way. And getting out of uh, an apartment when I'm feeling bad and like not watching movies that are going to keep me in that place, that too though is personal accountability that's you knowing yourself and what to do so i love that you had these coffee dates you didn't even bring up the fact that you have a business yet and (laughs) coffee as you are (laughs) yes (laughs) drinking my coffee so how did that come about well i think um this whole thing this my whole life and especially the last I'll say 10 years that includes this time in the chair and then coming back to Oregon and having these moments where I'm like, I don't want to end up back in the chair. That was really kind of my mantra is I don't want to end up back in the chair. I will do whatever I can. So I don't end up back there. I, I did not like not working. I did. I mean, as you know, as much as we all dream about like having this, like, I don't know, easy life where we don't do anything when your mental health is like, redlining blue what's flat flatlining that's mm. the word um you don't actually like it you don't want to not do anything um i mean you do right? that's the whole sorry i'll come back so i <laughs> i um, <laughs> um i so i pulled myself out of it and i i instilled these habits in me and i um i personal accountability and i knew the things that would make me happy and i i feel like i clawed my way out of a hole um and I know so many women who, um, specifically women, men probably have it too, for me, um, I've always been drawn to help women, um, who are burnt out at their job, who know that they have a purpose and, a, and for life. There's something that they're supposed to do in life and they just, they're not doing it or they don't know if they should do it. And they're just not leading lives that they're really happy with. I have a, a poster in my bedroom that says she created a life she loves, loves. She created a life she loves. Um, and I feel that really passionately. And I wake up every morning and I see it because I do love my life. I'll have bad days, but I love 
I love my life and I work really hard to make it happen. And I want to help other women be able to find that because I think the world will be changed. And I think we're in a time where there is kind of a awakening. Yes. <laughs> um, women are starting to see that they have a voice, they have power, that they're not alone in being all the terms are, you know, that we're too loud, we're too outspoken, we need to find our place, all those negative things. We're discovering that we just accepted that when we didn't have to, that the world needs us, always has needed us, but that we have like great strength within us. And we're all created to do different things, but we all need to do those things. And so having come through my my struggle and doing so much of it by myself, and I had I had lots of time because I am, I am also um, a woman of faith. And so I had lots of times where I just cried to God and I was like, I do not want to do this on my own. I want somebody else to do this. I want a group. I want friends. I want to be able to find this. I want to go somewhere and like just have it all for me. So I don't have to do the work on my own. We are different, but so very alike. And every person that I've talked to so far, it's that same thing. Be the change you want to see. Somebody needs it. What you have grown through, somebody needs. Somebody's in a hole. Be the hand that helps them out. Yeah, exactly. And I did all this work, so why shouldn't I give ideas or help others or journey alongside them? Or it's selfish of me to be like, all right, I did that work, and then I'm not going to do anything else because then I'm not living the life I was Right. Because that's the vision that you have for yourself is that role. It's not selfish for someone else to not do those things, but because it was planted in your heart and because this is a desire that you've put out there, it is, you would be selfish to yourself to not follow through. So just that I love, um, you wrote a book. Apparently you never even talked to me about it, but I, you, you did write a book, right? I'm not just full of it. I have a book that I want to write. (laughs) That must be what it is. I bet you, you, I bet you, you are, you may be in conversation. You told me you had a book. I wrote down a book next to your name. So you're writing a book. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am about my story. (laughs) That's book one. I know I have more than one book in me, but that's book one. I think you need to remember this moment <laughs> while you're writing your book and just put it in there somewhere. It can be like on some random page. <laughs> I needed one more kick in the butt and this provided it. Oh my gosh. Isn't it funny how things work out? Everything. Yes. Everything is happening for you. Yes. So I, but I do want to explain a little bit about the name of my business, Coffee As You Are. Yes. Because, so the whole purpose is to be that that um, support, accountability, um, also discipleship in faith, because I think that our faith and our spirituality have a, that helps us understand that we have a greater purpose in this life than to just wake up every morning and go to work, make dinner, watch TV, go to bed, wake up and repeat. I mean, our purpose is more than that. I love coffee and I've been doing these coffee, coffee dates, coffee chats, whatever, since college. And I also am really, I think the best way for women to be, to find their, like who they are is to show up as they are. 
because for me, one of the hardest things is I find I have um, the most trouble in life or um, struggle the most when I am trying to show up differently than I am. So if I have to have full makeup on and I'm just not feeling it that day, um, I'm going to probably like have a little trouble getting ready in the morning <laughs> or which I love makeup. I wear it. I don't wear it. I'm, I'm very comfortable now going one way or the other. Um, if I am supposed to, you know, act very like, I don't know, not loud. I'm a loud person. So if I need to be like quiet and soft spoken, really difficult for me. But this idea that we have to show up in a certain way and that we have to visually present ourselves, hair, makeup, clothes in a certain way, or we have to um, act in a certain way. I think dampens who we are. Yes. Um, and so when we can just show up who, who we are, where we're at, vulnerable, humble, um, all the things or strong and lively and, you know, all these different things. That's where I think the real change comes in is when we show up as we are and we're authentic and um, we don't kind of adapt just because we're supposed to. There's no support. Um, and also Jesus tells us to come to him as we are. Um, he doesn't want us to come with facades and, um, you know, trying to make it through and, you know, holding on by the skin of our teeth and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, coffee as you are just was kind of like a, a combination of that. Like, let's have this be casual and friendly and I'm not here to be some like guru. But I also, I'm going to be real about where I'm at in my story. And I also want you to feel comfortable because that's the only way that you can grow is that if you show up in a real place too, or with the intent to be able to find that place so you can then show up. Oh, love it. It's, it's exactly, the title is, the title of, like the title of your website and what you do and what you're, the space you're trying, you're creating it all aligns perfectly because coffee makes me feel more at, more comfortable and more relaxed. Um, so I just love that. And which leads me into a little coaching because uh, you so graciously agreed that we could go there. Uh, so I appreciate that opportunity. And the subject that you wanted coaching on was limiting beliefs around success and the impact you actually do have on others. And after hearing you and talking with you and hearing the vision of where you're going and why and how it will help other people, do you see how what you're going to do and what you are in the process of doing is impacting people, whether or not they're even working with you or hearing you right now? I do. I do. And it's, and I think that was a moment of vulnerability for me is to express that um, limiting belief because I know it's limiting. I know that it is false. I know that um, in my head, because I've done a lot of work, I know that it's, it's just not true. I know I have an impact and I know I have a story and I know that I can be successful. Um, so why don't you so define to me real quickly, what success in this area of your life, what will success look like? How will you know when you're there? Ugh, this is good. Um, success for me is when I, gosh, I have peace. 
And I think that that is such a, maybe a hard thing to define, but for me, it means that I have an alignment with the way that I'm living my life and um, the way my business is running. It doesn't mean that I won't be busy. Like I can be busy and like have a full schedule or a not full schedule, but success will be when I can have flexibility and I can be spontaneous if I want to take a day off. Um, and my financial life won't suffer from it. And I can still be showing up for people um, when I can prioritize um, taking care of myself um, mm. in ways that are much bigger than they are now. Like I love days at the lake and things like that. And I do them probably twice a summer, which I live 45 minutes away from some of the most beautiful lakes. I've ever seen in my life with mountains behind them and you know it's surrounded by trees it's all very picturesque <laughs> and I go like twice a summer for a day so so I know better right but, you know yeah. better and so that you can create right now so defining success as peace and alignment like it sounds like everything is just flowing. It's a feeling. It feels aligned. It feels like it should be. And your finances are in place. It's not something that is creating negative feelings in you because you know everything is working out anyways. And you can be flexible and spontaneous and you can prioritize your self-care and you can spend time at the lake when that is what you choose. There's some things in here you can do right now. And so after our call sometime this weekend, I would take time and reflect on that and find ways that you can create this in your life right now. You're a woman who is accountable. Um, and so I'm going to ask you to challenge yourself to do those things because as you start doing those things, you will start feeling like you are successful. And as you start feeling more successful and aligned, all that stuff is going to happen in your life. It doesn't matter to me what somebody's faith is because in my belief is is we all come from the same thing the same i don't know how to how do we explain god how do we explain any creator it's beyond our mind's capacity to explain so for me how logically we are all a greater being we're all connected to a greater being and this greater and this being that created us and that we are connected to we're all connected to each other through right and as we put out into the earth and, and with what we're doing and what our intentions are and we start getting closer to that like we step into it everything falls into place because it's just like a flow you know and all of us, anybody listening, if there's something that you want and there's a gap in between it, making small adjustments that will get you closer to it that don't feel bad, like that you like that gap feels less strong, are going to get you closer to it. Like if you want to say law of attraction or manifestation or just really stepping into your shoes and becoming who you are anyways, whatever you want to call it. So find ways to do that. And so the financial part. So you do you know, do you have a number in your mind? You don't have to share it, but do you know what you need? Yes, I know what I need. And then I also know what I want because they're different numbers. What you need and what you want, could it be the same if you chose? 
Because you take from what I need. So you have like a minute. Is what you're saying is you have like a minimal expectation. Like it has to be here or everything's shaky. Yeah. Okay. And then what I want is like there's a cushion. You know, like a it's more than that. Right. How do you feel about where you are right now on that spectrum from that shaky place? Like the minimum, like I have to have this or else. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the middle of like a. 10.0 earthquake right now. I, I, I gotcha. Me too. No, I'm not going to say me too, because that would be a lie. Me too. A couple weeks ago, like I'm okay. And you're okay. And you could have it all. And so what could you possibly remind yourself that this shaky space is in your control too? And you can have, you can do both. You can do anything that you want to do. You can do this business that you're, you know, that you already have in place and you can do everything that you want to do and help people in the way that you want to help them and be financially okay. Because where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) You might not like the way, but you can. I, I, like, I think I, I, I don't, I know that. You know, like I, I know that. And then when the, like the shaky happens, then I'm like, wait, do I know that? I don't think I do. So this, <laughs> but I do, I totally understand. Cause this is something that I'm still working through and how I'm working. I'm in the process. How I'm working through it is I, well, I work full time. I'm a life coach and I have this podcast and I'm supporting my mission to help as many people go from, eh, this is as good as it gets in that hole to living a life, an empowered life that they love. So I can do both and you can do both because I don't have to quit my job. And if this job is causing too much resistance in my life and it's causing me too much feelings that don't feel good and it's distress, I can quit my job and I can do something that doesn't have, that I don't feel like that with. And I can still do everything that I want to do. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's instilling a different kind of feeling in me. I don't feel the tension and the resi- like when you're looking at finances from a place of lack, it feels like what to you? you said, Horrible. A 10 point, you were like <laughs> an earthquake. Yeah. Shaky, bad, not strong, not a foundation, not secure, not supportive. And so I, I perhaps would uh, offer you some new thoughts around money and maybe journal and talk about ways where you can have both. And it doesn't, you don't have to be, you don't have to be at that minimum right now, because if you had to be, you would be, and you're not. So you're not, it's not your time to be, and you're going to be okay on your way to that time. And you're going to feel good and you're going to love what you're doing and you're and you're going to impact other people and everything is going to come into alignment and you're going to feel ease and you're going to feel flow and I'm going to see the success because I will know it in my heart to be true. Yeah. It's all up here. It is. And and as you're saying this, I'm thinking, you know, I totally see um, like this lack, whatever is like trying to look at it from being in the hole instead of like on the top on this I have this like island oasis kind of is my I don't know 
perfect place in the world, which it's not because I don't like the, the isolation. I did Alaska. Let's let's <laughs> be connected. Um, but yeah, I, that's because I'm a visual person. So I, you know, I, that was immediately what I saw is like, I think I'm looking at things in this moment from this place of lack and from mm. in the hole. And I just, I can't see anything but nothing. Right. So if you take yourself out of the hole in your mind and you start imagining living this life where you're successful and everything is how you want it to be, everything, because you want it to be, that's how it's meant to be. Or you wouldn't want it to be like that. That means it's coming. You wouldn't have a desire in your heart if it wasn't meant to be there. Like you feel connected to it and that's how I know it's true. And you feel out of alignment because it's not there yet. Right? So you can enjoy the journey on the way. So find ways to do that. Get to the lake. So that's how I'm going to challenge you. That's what I would like for you to take out of this little brief thing is find ways of creating that life now. It's not the life. It's not what it looks like. It's what it feels like. If we feel like we think we're going to feel then, it's going to come to us. Yes. And I will say this is not the first time I've heard that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's it's a thing. Like there have been lots of people and um, who have said similar things, you know, like you've got to envision or, you know, all these different kinds of things. But it's, it's such a good reminder. And so, yeah, this is, I will get to the lake. <laughs> right. So it's a good reminder. But, and you've heard it before, maybe you haven't heard it in the right way. I'm not even, my ego is like, whatever. I'm not going to say you heard it in the right way right now, but you, you know, you know what it's going to take. So even if you're still in the hole, you can look at your life and you can look at everything from a different perspective. And so that might, that it's just a change and that you have to decide that you're going to make. Yeah. And I think this moment is like the moment I needed to hear that. Well, that's why we're here. (laughs) Because let me tell you, girl, I'm here, I'm connecting with other women that are feeding me in all the ways where I felt I was lacking. And it's just wild how we will get an inspiration or feeling to do something and it just comes out of the blue. And then when we have the courage to do it, everything works out. And at first it doesn't seem like it. And we're like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) Like, I would like to feel grounded, but then all of a sudden you start, things start happening in your life and you make new connections. And, and if you take the time to notice everything you have and how everything is working out for you, it just makes you feel so much better. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. And, you know, it's interesting as you're saying that I'm realizing, so I started a gratitude practice a couple years ago. Also, that was another one of those, like, let's see the vision outside of the hole. Um, but in the last probably month, it's been super sporadic. Mm. And I think I need to make that, like, it needs to be, go back to like, okay, this needs to be a non-negotiable again. Like, I need to really focus on making that. Yes, woman of faith. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Gratitude is everything. Today, I was like brought to tears just because I was taking time to notice everything in everything that is just so beautiful about my life. And that is, if you want to experience change, that is the one thing I would suggest anybody to do is 
notice and appreciate and have gratitude and do your practice. So what does your gratitude practice look like? Um, I've kind of combined a couple of different things, but I have this little orange book. And on one side of the page, I write five um, things that I'm grateful for, like in the last 24 hours, Mm -hmm. because, and I have to get real specific. However, coffee makes my list a lot of mornings when I'm real tired. (laughs) Um, And then I have like intentions. So my intention today is like to rest or to go to the lake or to finish my website, you know, like they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. I'm just going to point out that those are in conflict with each other. So uh, finishing your website and resting are in conflict of each other. Maybe, maybe you can do both, but if your intention is to rest, to possibly go to the lake and then you throw in, finish my website, I would feel some resistance towards resting and going to the lake. Yes. (laughs) That's just me. I mean, that's obvious now. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me. So I have the same practice as you, by the way. Except for I do mind while I drink coffee. It's the first thing I do in the morning. Yeah, I usually pray first and then I do that. Um, but yes, while I'm drinking coffee. And then on the back side of the page, I do um, 10. Rachel Hollis has. I was going to say, girl, you're talking 10, about the Start Today Journal. You're doing it yourself. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and orange isn't my color, but this book is just like the perfect little size for it. Um, so I, and I struggled, it took me almost a year and a half to come up with 10 dreams that were not goals, like to have, yeah. To, and, and I still don't think all of them are actually dreams. I think some of them are still goals, but working on, I'm just going to um, offer you this to think about yes. is, and this is my opinion. And this is how I look at goals. Goals are my dreams that I had the guts to go after. So your goal and your dream, it can be interchangeable. Does it have to be? Do you know what I mean? Because a goal is, that's like a dream that was like stirring up in your soul and like put a fire in your stomach and you had the guts to like say, okay, dream, I see you. Let's do this thing. (laughs) I like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just maybe look at it like that and, and see what happens, but. We do so much of the same things. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've been listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, my goodness. These are so many of the same moments that I've had in my journey, too. And, like, so many of the same, like, thought processes that I've been through. And um, Right. And Rachel Hollis wasn't the first person. She's not. Somebody planted a seed. And we're here. Me and you, Danelle, we're here planting seeds. And so these are just, you just, these are the nuggets. (laughs) <laughs> gratitude dreams and yeah. the last piece which is that goal which is keeping it in front of you that big thing that you're going after right now um that for me is always the hard part because there's so many things and so you got this that's really just enjoy it enjoy it right now because this is the part that matters like once you're there you're just like oh Okay, next. Because <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. We're going to always strive for more, to be more, to do more, to experience more because we're alive. Right. That's right. That's how it's supposed to be. So, yeah. 
It's because when, when we're not striving to be more, do more, be more in the world, that's when you feel that like rut hole. Yeah. Like, so what would you want to leave with my listeners as we close this up? What's the one thing that you want to just, what's that seed that you want to just plant in their gut and water it and, and help them grow it? That there is a place in this world for you, whatever quirky, what like things that maybe people have made fun of you for, whatever, that is who you are. And we need you to embrace it and love it and share it with the world. Yes. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for connecting for first of all, for saying yes. Um, and just being vulnerable and talking with me and sharing your story and for using that Alaskan will to just, <laughs> just work through it and make it happen. I'm so glad you did and that you're in this place because you will impact people. I resonate with you so much. I know a lot of my listeners will. Right now at the top of mind, I'm thinking of one friend that I know uh, would benefit by by you and that you would probably connect with and, and click and a family member. So keep doing you. Someone, you're here for a reason and your purpose and I just love it all. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I will just say, I'm so glad I said yes, too, because I feel like I found a kindred spirit in you and that um, because we have similar kind of journeys that we've gone on in completely different parts of the country and all over the place. But it's just amazing. And you are doing really good work, too. I think that this is um, Roots Changes, just an amazing community. Thank you, you so much. Created. So how can we find you? Sure. I Coffee as you are. Um <laughs> First of so all, easy. nobody else called that. <laughs> Gosh, I'm I'm a little bit on Facebook. I'm almost not at all on Instagram. I'm working on those. Social media is not my area, so I have not really leaned into it. But um, I do have a website. We do have a Facebook group. That, those are pretty much the main things. All right. Well, we'll make sure I'll have it listed in the podcast description and in the website um, in my show notes. So make sure if her message aligns with you, if, go find her. Um, and honestly, you really have created a space for people to come as you are, not how you think you ought to be. So I just thank you for that. If you are still listening, thank you. I know it had to have been rough because I edited it and it took me so long our conversation kept cutting out. My internet service was failing me. At some point in the process, it stopped recording through my mic and started recording through my headset, which is just awful. If you're wondering what that rattle is, that was a cord. Anyway, thank you for sticking it through. This was a conversation I couldn't just toss to the side. It had to be shared. Danelle has such a powerful story and she is just somebody everybody should know. No matter where you are, no matter how deep your hole might be and how hard it might seem to get out of, know that you can because roots change with every choice you make. Until the next time, you are loved, you are worthy, 
and you are capable of 